You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait, celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 39 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with the awesome Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? Good, good. What have you been up to? So much. I've just had the best coffee. You know, when you just have a really good coffee, you know, you can have a good day. It just sets you up for the day. It's just exciting. It's um, true. It's been, uh, I've been doing uh, some great shoots and, um, but yeah, I've got a story before I launch into it. What What have you been up to, Val? What have I been up to? Goodness me, I have come back to Sydney after quite a bit of traveling. I was on the road for a bit and that kind of just stuffs you around a little bit. You know what I mean? Yep. And uh, so now I'm back and um, one of the interesting things that I'm doing, which some photographers think is very helpful, but um, I've, yet to, I've only just started so I'm not sure <laughs> how, where this will go, is uh, The Artist's Way. Are you familiar uh, with The Artist's Way? I have heard of it. I've heard so many good things and have wanted to do it and you've started, Val. Yeah, so I did it 20 years ago or I did, well, maybe not all of it, but I certainly got a fair way into it about 20 years ago. So I don't really remember what the outcome of that was. So I've decided to do it again and to just see what happens, to be honest, because it's it's something for those people who are not familiar. The Artist's Way is a book and kind of like a 12-week program by Julia Cameron, right. who is a script writer and playwright. And uh, But you, it, it doesn't have to, you know, be to do with writing. Um, a lot of artists use it and they could be sculptors or painters or musicians or photographers. And they find that the 12-week process really helps them unlock their creativity and, you know, just sort of stop like a paint my numbers approach and really let themselves be guided by the creativity inside them. So I don't know whether that's going to manifest itself in writing or photography or painting or, or, or music or whatever, but I'm just having a go. So, so you get up and you do the morning pages, whether you're whatever discipline you are, you've got to write or are you doing it according yes. to... Right. So one of the things that uh, the artist's way says you need to do is three pages every morning. They're called the morning pages. And what you're meant to do is, you know, first thing in the morning, just write three pages of anything that's in your mind. Mm. It doesn't have to be, you know, a, a beautiful form of writing or anything like that. It's no one is to read it except for yourself. And you're just meant to download whatever is in your mind. And for some people, they just download, you know, stuff that they're cranky about and eventually yeah. what happens is that you start downloading the stuff after a period of time I believe that leads to uh, a creative process or a creative breakthrough so it, for me though I've been doing the morning pages sometimes like 
30 minutes before midnight because I forgot what? to do them. Oh, you're doing them at night? No, I don't think it means it's No, it's not me doing that way, but, I, but I, I am trying to do them in the morning. But if I forget, I figure doing them at night is better than not doing them at all. I suppose. Yes, but I am trying to – today I did remember at 10.30 in the morning, so that's good. Uh, but, yeah, it's been it's been interesting. I'm keen to hear how it all goes. I look forward to hear about it. Tell me more about what's been happening with you. Yeah, so um, big shoot on on Saturday, like long, long day, and then at the end of the shoot I had uh, a final uh, shoot uh, lined up for, for the book that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's like I want to talk about I think you always need to have a plan B, Val, because the, mm. the shoot was supposed to happen at sunset. I had a particular view of Melbourne that I wanted to shoot with. I had um, uh, a dancer that I wanted to photograph. And uh, it was all, you know, this roof, this location, this time. We'd worked out that the light would be on the city and it was all going to be great. But we got given the wrong directions and we ended up at the wrong building. Oh. And, we also, and we also were running an hour late because the model that I was shooting in the morning, the first model of the day, was an hour late. Oh. So the entire day we ran an hour late. So we're already running late. We're at the, the location where we're supposed to be and um, it's the wrong location. So we're trying to get on a rooftop that didn't exist. Mm. So then we had to scramble and found what we thought was the rooftop, get up there and then looked at the city and I'm like, it's not the right roof. Oh, no. And so at this point, I'm looking at the city and the city's just dead. It's dull. It's like caca light. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I've got a, an amazing model. The whole crew's there. And then I'm like, what do I do? So it's like you've got to go to plan B. So you could either, I could have pushed through and got something that I was never happy with um, or uh, – quit, quit, just gone home and just said, killed the shot, not doing it or go to plan B. So I always choose plan B, happen, turn around and there is the most spectacular sunset I've ever seen. Wow. And then the, um, the Melbourne's big Ferris wheel, which is like massive, what's it called? Uh, I forget. The, the big Ferris big, wheel yeah. <laughs> it's it's in Melbourne that breaks wheel. down from time yeah. to time. Oh, no, it broke once it buckled in the heat. Um, and so what happened was I didn't get the shot I thought I would get. I got the shot I needed to get. And wow. I was very, very happy with the end, with going, pushing through and getting, like, it was better than what I wanted. That's awesome. It's amazing, but it was stressful. Yeah. And wow. I know where the right roof is. <laughs> it's to be, so. But, but here's the thing. You didn't actually have a plan B in your head before you started I this. I never had a and and. No, but you should always like allow for stuff to happen organically when yes. you're shooting because that's, I think, you're talking about your morning pages, Val. Mm. It's the same with photography. I've had ideas in my head, gone out and executed those and then literally just turned, you know, slightly another way and then seen a different angle of something mm. and gone, oh, my God. And if so, you always need to allow time for that to happen and I think that's where the real creative stuff starts to happen when you, these little things that you just start to notice. Yeah, for sure. More and more and more. So that was, it's, and that's so exciting when you end up with the shot in your hand going, oh, wow, 
that that just all happened all at once, very quickly under because the light was dying, Val. Yeah, that's so. Sun was setting, was going down. I was like, I just had to make a decision, and it's so exciting and even more exciting. It's like that's a high. That's one of the things I love about my job is that that high that you get when you're up against all the odds and you manage to pull something out. Brilliant. Now you have a, a kind of an amazing link for us. Well, a link to an, some amazing shots anyway. And so, yeah, this is like actually quite an old link, but I was surfing through and I saw these photos and it's the story as well that really inspires me. So there's a guy called uh, Clark Little who's who's based in Hawaii and um, his, his, his wife came home one day and gave him a photo of uh, a, a shore break, you know, so waves hitting the shore. Mm. And he loved the photo so much that he, he was thinking, I could – I could do that. And so he was gone and he's bought himself like a cheap, cheap waterproof camera mm. and, um, and, and, uh, and, and, and he, he takes it out like a point and shoot valve mm, mm, mm. and he takes it out and he goes into the surf and he goes into the waves and he, he, he shoots these like incredible, incredible shots they're pretty amazing. Uh, like no one has ever seen before. And, uh, you know, apparently I think the story is he, 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 he posted a few to a site and overnight it all bl- blows up and all the news services around the country in America start calling him and he's on every sort of morning, morning show ever. You know, he's a guy just doing what he loved just because and look what happens. Mm, you know, he never set out to be, I you know, never set out to do it. He never set out to do it for any reason other than just because. Fantastic. And, and now he's got calendars and he sells his photography. Awesome. How the image, like the fact that he manages to balance the wave, like you're in the tube, so they're perfectly lit, but then you've got the sky beyond where you can see the clouds and all the detail of what's happening. They're so, I want to do so they shot sort of through the barrel of the wave. It's really yes. amazing. Wow. And sometimes, yeah, so they're, they're just as the wave is breaking and through the barrel of the wave. Pretty fantastic. Yeah, the lighting is is awesome. Um, yeah, I bought a uh, cheapo underwater camera once. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And, uh, so you're going to pull out your um, – went- went to Hawaii and no no it sat there uh, for so long that until the professional declutterer managed <laughs> to um declutter it away from my house probably along with the Kylie Minogue hot pants oh <laughs> shame yeah do you, shame. Want a little, do you want a little waterproof hack for your iPhone really yeah go on so obviously you well you could you could do this um out if you're very careful so you you take your Take a glass next time you go to the beach, like uh-huh. a drinking glass. Uh-huh. Fit your phone in it. Uh-huh. Put your phone in the glass. Yep. Uh, you attach your, you know, your buds that you listen to your, yep. that, that come with the phone that have the remote on yes, them. Yes. Uh, so you put the, the, the phone in the glass, put the glass, stand the glass in the water. Obviously, it's not going to go over the glass level. <laughs> the phone's going to get wet so yeah. in the very shallows yes. and you can do underwater underwater photos have you, you done this you i've been wanting to do it it's it's been done before so like it's it's a trick i'd, I'd like to try and then you use the um buds as the remote that's what yes. 
So you set the camera up and okay. you take photos. I'd be too paranoid that the wave is going to... You've got a bath now in your place, haven't you? Yeah. Try it in the bath. <laughs> you didn't photograph what? You could, My toes? Well, you, could, you could make... Uh, <laughs> you, well, you could just... Uh, no, go down to the shore. Like, you're right on the beach, Val. Just wander yeah. down. Okay. Is it rocky? No, no, it's a beach beach. Beach beach. So just go into the shallows, put your glass there, put your phone there and do some shots where you see some underwater and then some of the above the water. Okay. So the screen and then you're going to edit edit in um, Snapseed for us. So, yes, Snapseed, it's my new favourite thing. Thank you so much for bringing my attention to it. I am now <laughs> doing everything in Snapseed. You're loving it? I am loving it. How far are you going with your editing? What have you been? I saw a, like a photo of Rexy, I think, of course. Yeah, well, they're mainly of Rexy, my cat. Yeah. So because, um, you know, I just shoot him at various times, but he's not. he's got the most amazing blue eyes, but he's not always – in at the angle of the light so that they, you know, enhance the blue. But what is it? And so when I take shots of him, it often looks like he's got black eyes or, or brown eyes, dark eyes. Yeah. Uh, but Snapseed just brings all that color out. And it's not like Photoshop where you're faking it, you know, you're putting the color in there. It's just taking away all the shadows. Um, and it's just, you know, highlighting the right bits, contrasting the, the, the right bits, bringing some warmth to it. I'm loving Snapseed. <laughs> Great. That's <laughs> awesome. I'm taking photos of, you know, the outdoors making the grass a little bit greener. Yeah. People are going, oh, my God, amazing shot. May, and so you're doing selective colour with Snapseed? I'm not doing as much of that, but that's my next thing. I thought I would start off with, you know, one lot of tools first. And, yes. yeah, it's, it's cool. So Snapseed on your iPhone, I'm sure many people are already – uh, using it, but I'm, and I could be a bit late to the party, but it's fantastic. I'm now and, into it. And so, sorry, Val. It's also on Android as well, so you both, yes, yeah, everyone can get it. Brilliant. And uh, I did post in the Facebook group. So if you're not already a part of our community on Facebook, just search for "So You Want to Be a Photographer" podcast community. It's awesome fantastic people in there you're all fantastic yeah. uh and uh, i posted my snapseed my first snapseed effort in there and it happened to be oh what a surprise of my cat rex uh -huh. and that started off a little bit of a uh, uh a thread of other people posting their cats um hashtag feline friday yep so we're going to start that Val. we're going to start feline yes. friday awesome and that actually comes from one of our, uh, a member of our community because he actually has a Feline Friday on a regular basis at his work. <laughs> and so we thought we would borrow that. We would yes. borrow that concept. Yeah. Fantastic. Can't wait. That's exciting. I'll, I'll post some um, images of uh, my kitties this Friday. I have to think of something good to do with them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so last week's show, Val, was uh, a big hit, the MacGyver. I think everyone yes. loves a bit of MacGyver and uh, also saw some uh, really good examples. But I want to give a shout out to Sean Kelly, who um, uh, MacGyvered a, a grid spot using uh, yes. a Wix box and black straws and gaff. 
which Fantastic. was uh, like amazing, very, very clever. And there was uh, a, quite a few others. There was someone in there, I'm just trying to be, bring up the page, Val, who was like MacGyver uh, King as well. Um, just talk amongst yourselves. While <laughs> in the meantime, it was in Paul Oliver Holm who suggested Feline Friday and his work and we're stealing yep. that for the, um, I hope you don't mind we're stealing that, for uh, the Facebook page. So, yep, photos of felines. And if you don't have a feline, it's okay. We will turn a blind eye if you post a photo of your dog instead. Yeah, no, doggy, doggy Friday is fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, there's some great shots of, of uh, beautiful shots of, um, of of various cats from different people and dogs from different people. So the- our MacGyver masters as well. Mike Hickman made uh, uh, did a, a knockoff of a Gary Fong uh, diffuser, which was oh, awesome yes. that he shared with us. And Peter Foote is probably uh, we can rename him uh, MacGyver because he had he had like about five, and he's probably got another fifty that he po- he he's like he's the modern day MacGyver. He, he is MacGyver. So he had heaps and heaps and heaps. And my favourite one of Peter's was um, he he gets some um, uh, um, pencil cases. Mm. And and he, he keeps all these st- uh, all these uh, guff in there from his camera bag so that he can find them in the dark. They're just like such a such a cool idea. Yes, and he but, labels the pen. There, there's those labels. pencil cases you used to have when you were a little kid, and yeah. there were there, there's those little slots for each um, letter of the alphabet for your name. Yeah. But instead of writing Valerie in there, he writes batteries yeah. or stands or heads. <laughs> And they're the perfect size and then they're nice and uniform. And he also went into Spotlight and met the ladies at the, the yes. fabric shop and he agrees that they have a tone. He agrees with me. <laughs> I'm scared to go in the Spotlight now. But let's move on. We have a question, a listener question from Yulia Brown. So, mm. Yulia, thank you for sending through your question. So, Gina, Yulia says, I love your books and the podcast. Just came back from a vacation in Greece and um, she's shown a, a photo of her kid after a long day walking. My biggest upset now with photography is that I don't know how to get the expression I'm after. I'm not photographing models, just my kids. And occasionally I get lucky and get a good expression. But I'm I'm not talking about smiles, but something thoughtful or serious or sassy and so on. I'm not sure if this is something that can be talked about in the podcast, but would love some help with that. And um, she says, uh, you were talking that to get a natural expression, you would ask each person to perform an action. Um, Wouldn't it make the action more robotic when you do it over and over instead of more natural? Uh, and yeah, where 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 can Yulia start? Yeah, so kids are a kind of a little bit different to um, older models because um, I think with kids, uh, once they know you want something from them, they go the other way. Yeah, you know? you're giving them the attention. So I've watched so many. Um, parents uh, trying to coax and bribe and to get their kids to do the right right expression. And, you know, the absolute worst thing to say to a child is don't smile because then they will smile. And so I know she just wants that um, open thought. She doesn't rather than like that automatic cheese that a lot of kids will do to camera. She wants a, a thoughtful expression. And it's kind of um, it comes down to just waiting. 
mm. and watching and 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 uh, hoping something happens naturally. So I like shooting with a really long lens when I'm working with kids and hanging back and um, giving them something to do and uh, just just watching them do that and wait for the moment. Often you can uh, sometimes what I do with kids is I'll uh, talk to them and tell them the story. And what story? Uh, well, and any story. Like if you want, you just want something thoughtful. Then make sure that you're telling them a story that's going to get them thinking as well, because you want to get their reaction. So I might just—it depends on the age of the of the children. I might launch into a fairy tale, right? Make it quite ridiculous, but you know, you want to—you just want to get them so involved in the story that they've forgotten about the camera. Yes, right. And that's the, that's the trick to make them forget the cameras there. So the easy thing with kids to get them to smile is just say, okay, I'm going to take your photo, but it's really important that you don't smile for this photo, okay? <laughs> because if you smile, like, like you can't smile, okay? So sit, nobody smile, all right? And tell that to a child. You t tell it to an adult and they crack into a smile and they get this really mischievous smile that can often yeah. be really sweet. So, um, yeah, it's, it's tricky. And do you know what? It's even harder when it's your own kids. Right. Why? Because, because they you've just got don't that listen whole, to you. They don't listen. They've got that whole dynamic uh, between, like, I've got photos, like, even mine are now adults, but even for the last few years that I've tried to photograph them for different projects – and they don't like it. They don't like being told what to do. They, they don't like the camera. It'll disintegrate into an argument. My daughter the other night was telling me, directing me on how to photograph her because apparently I'm not doing it right. She gives me her iPhone. She's ready to go out. She's like, Mum, can you take a photo? And so I go to go low because I like to photograph full-length models slightly lower so it makes people look taller. Right. She's like, what are you doing? That's not how you do it. I'm like, oh, what would I know? I've only been doing it for, you know. She's like, yes. no, you do it from above. Oh, and she showed me, she's like, see, give me the phone. So I'm like, okay. So, you know, the trick is when they're not looking, I think. Yeah, right. Good idea. When they're not looking and then try and tell stories, coax them. And like, even if you've got a, a release cable, you know, you can get those cables yes. for your for your camera where you're not even – you put your camera on a tripod, uh, uh, lock off the, the focus so that, and, and allow yourself latitude so that they move forward and back, sit them down and tell them a story and just click away um, is, might be another technique to try. But it's all okay. about natural with kids too. Okay, so Kunal Prasad, hello Kunal, is one of the members of our community on the Facebook group and just join us, you know, uh, it'd be great for you to join us if you're listening and you want to see what's going on in the community, so you want to be a photographer podcast community on Facebook. Uh, and Kunal has sent uh, us, us three different shots, they're headshots of three men and mm. they're kind of like a couple of them are in suits so they look like they could be corporate headshots and basically he's asking for some constructive feedback yeah so we will put uh, a photo well we will put these photos in 
the show notes so that you can have a look if you want to see the original shots. But um, there are one is of a guy who looks like he's probably 35 to 40. He's a darker guy and it's black and white. One's a guy um, who's, you know, probably a similar, they're all about a similar age actually, and he's a corporate guy. Looks yep. like he could be an IT guy. <laughs> and one is a guy who looks like he could be a sales guy. So yep. what's your what are your thoughts, Gina? Yeah, so they're all three corporate headshots. And uh, first of all, I've got to uh, praise Canal for how uh, he's uh, laid this out so easily for us all. He's put an A, B and C next mm. to them, colour-coded it all, makes it really easy for us. So, um, and uh, basically, uh, we've got black and white version, which is a, a three-quarter lighting. Then we've got version B, which is uh, a flat lighting style and uh, model square to camera. And version C, again, three-quarter lighting style, face three-quarters to camera. Um, I My preference in pose, Kunal, is number A, uh, sorry, letter A, version A, because I think the uh, three-quarters to camera is the most flattering angle. So shoulders, uh, uh, three-quarters to camera and then the head turned um, slightly side on but facing camera at a three-quarter angle, uh, most flattering. Uh, in terms of lighting, I think uh, B is a more commercial style where it's evenly lit both sides. I can see that there's a bit of fall-off camera left so there is some shading so that's probably the most commercial style i think and the other two the the top and bottom ones you've got a lot of uh shadowing and i can't see any detail camera left of the face from the eye back uh and that to me uh i think uh, is a little a little too heavy for my personal liking. Um, I think if you're going to do uh, lighting that heavily, I would uh, have it more as split lighting where you almost don't see the uh, other eye, so you'll have it split in the middle. Um, if you're going to go with some something uh, as moody as this canal, I would bring a little bit of fill in into the shot, and so that might be a matter of bringing in um, a, a reflector. Yeah. Probably I would use white rather than silver or gold uh, because they're a bit too strong. I would bring in white and I would just open up the detail on the side of the face by about a stop. Okay, so you've still got, uh, you've still got that mood and the shadow there, but there needs to be a little bit more detail because I just think for a corporate headshot, it's a little bit too moody for, for my liking. Like uh, version A, you've almost got Rembrandt lighting. Um, if, if it was uh, came around a little bit more, it would be. But, yeah, the other way, if you, if you don't want to do it that way, just bring the, bring the light, the softbox, as close as you can to the model, and that's going to give you uh, a lot more wrap around the other side of the face. So it's going to fill in uh, the shadows. You're going to brighten them up a little bit more. Um, version B, to um, to improve on that a little bit, I, I think just uh, uh, add a little bit more shadow to camera left of the face so that there is a bit more modelling and it's not quite as flat. But aside from that, it's a nice, clean style of lighting. And also, if version B was lit like, um, was posed like version A, it'd be a great shot. All right, Perfect. so that's it. That's, uh, you know, uh, well done. Uh, maybe um, 
possibly uh, the retouching on version C, uh, maybe uh, 50% uh, less than that would, would be great too. Okay, so if you'd like a photo critiqued by Gina, then join our Facebook community and put it up there and we will do it in an upcoming podcast. Uh, and also a shout out to those people who have asked where you can get back issues of Gina's newsletter because some people have um, uh, asked that question. And, uh, well, first of all, join the newsletter at, at ginamilitia.com so that you can get upcoming issues because that's where Gina has um, all her great stuff, including some free resources, which we don't necessarily put on the, on the blog. Um, but in terms of back issues, a lot of the tips and ideas are on the blog. It's just that some of the exclusive offers are only available and exclusive free stuff is only available if you're a subscriber. So do join up so that you can have a look at that. So this week's um, topic is one that I really, really love because mm -hmm. I love free stuff, <laughs> love free stuff or, you know, inexpensive stuff or close to costing next to nothing stuff. And this week it's all about how to get free stuff. Correct. Mm, yes, it's all the free stuff you can get and access online and free stuff to help you uh, work on your um, photos and have better be better photo shoots as well. So the free stuff includes, you know, free models and mm. stylists and mm. helpers and, mm. uh, you know, educational tips and resources and ideas and free locations and stuff. Yes. So why don't we start with how to get free models? Because I know that some photographers bemoan the fact that, you know, while they can certainly take photos of the people around them sometimes, it's and sometimes the people around them aren't the kind of models they want to be shooting. So go ahead. Yeah, so eventually you get tired or your, uh, your your significant other gets tired of being photographed or your pets just don't want to do it anymore. No, so my pets and love it. <laughs> and and there's only so many times you can get the the styrofoam head on a stick yes. and and, uh, and photograph them. So so where do you actually find models? I mean, well, I the best place to start when you're an absolute, absolute beginner, I would actually start with uh, friends, relatives and co-workers and, and put the call out there first, you know, and um, and, and, and once you've exhausted that, because that's, that's like a, a comfortable place to start, Val, because yes. you know them and uh, it can be easy and you can just be like, you just be really honest about it. Look, I'm doing a photo shoot. I'm just starting out with, um, with uh, you know, practicing. I want to practice using my lights or the particular lens would you be interested in coming out for a couple of hours and uh doing a shoot who's going to say no to that really well, some people might <laughs> so might. that's a good way to start and so never be afraid of uh, of doing that um as a starting point but if 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 you've gotten to that and you've you've uh, exhausted that sort of avenue then then there's other places that you can go there is actually some great websites available that um, you can find models and work with them for free. 
Um, and uh, a couple that uh, I know that are exist around the world, and I've listed uh, quite a few in the show notes, but a couple that I know well and I've actually used, uh, Model Mayhem and Star Now. And so basically uh, people put their profiles up as models, their sizes, uh, photo, uh, photos that they've had done, um, of the city that they are. So basically you enter the city that you're in. It's free to join and, and have a profile there. So you can set up a profile as a photographer and then you search you know you may be wanting uh, a six foot male with dark hair blue eyes Mm. in your city and so you just enter a search and all the six foot models with uh, dark hair and blue eyes will Will, will pop up and uh, you can message them and uh, ask them if they'd be interested in doing a shoot with you. And what do they get out of it, Gina? So basically, uh, they you, they will get photos for their folio, which is why they're on the site. They're looking to uh, get more practice as models, so they might be they're absolute beginners as well. So, so what you're saying they is they're model, not going to be Victoria's Secret models. They're not going to be they're Victoria's starting Secret out. models. They're starting out, so okay. they're basically they might not have any photos for their folio, or they may have several. So they're all different levels, Val. Some of them have never done a modeling shoot before some of them have been on there for several years and have hundreds of photos so you get all different levels and uh yeah that that's um so their expectation is that they'll get access to the shots they will get access for the shots so you you'll cover uh as the photographer all the costs of uh creating the shots so you're expected to have the lights somewhere to shoot and um and then you supply them with the finished files that then they're allowed to use those to promote themselves and you're allowed to use the photos of them to promote yourself. Great. So that's modelmayhem.com and starnow.com. And we've also listed some others in the show notes as well. Yes. Um, So the other... And if you're wondering where the show notes are, go to ginamilitia.com. Great, Val. Um, The other place to find uh, models is you can check model... There are Facebook groups. Just for models. Yeah. So you What are they called? Oh, we're we're models. <laughs> so you just um you 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 look in your particular city. So models Facebook groups and um search them out and 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 see if you can find them. And the the other good way of finding who they are is you search out the top stylists and makeup artists in your city, who they are, and uh, go and like their professional page. And on that page, every model and uh, makeup artist and stylist is going to also be on that page as friends of this particular person. So there's a good way to then look through and um, see all the models and you can um, message them directly if you're interested in, uh, in working with them. Great. So, like, for example, there is a Facebook group called Melbourne Models Photographers, yes. Makeup Artists, Hairstylists, hairstylists uh, and Castings. Yes. So, the, the point of the group is uh, basically to help professionals in, in this industry to share about shoots and jobs and castings and things like that. Yeah, so they exist. It's just about getting over that that fear of approaching or thinking that, well, I'm only starting out, um, I have to be at a certain level before I'm allowed to photograph anyone, which is not the case. I mean, 
barely knew which end of the camera to look through when I did my first models test, Val. So, and just to you know, give an example, a makeup artist has said uh, models need, and well, it's not. Uh, I'm not sure if he's a makeup artist, but he said models need it. I have an upcoming shoot planned in October in Melbourne. Obviously, I'm a hairdresser, and this yes. shoot is to be featured in a collection of six shots, which will be of different models taken throughout the year for a national industry competition. Yes, and looking for female sizes six to eight. Message and comment if you're interested. Attached are some final shots from previous shoots to give you an idea of my style and standard of work. Exactly. Yeah, so great idea, Gina. Fantastic. Yeah, it is a great idea. So the other the other thing, Val, I'd like to talk about is, well, well what do you say? How do you approach people? Do you cold <laughs> call? What do you say when you approach them? So basically, I've just, uh, in the show notes, I've just um, written out a, sort of a, a, a template um, of, uh, of what I might say. And so I would rather than calling uh I would uh, either message or email the person. So basically uh, what I'd say is like, uh, hello, my name is Gina Militia. I'm a portrait photographer or insert whatever. You, you call yourself a photographer because you are, you know. So based in Melbourne, I really love your look and would love to photograph you for my folio in exchange for your time. I will supply you with high-res uh, print-ready digital files for you to use for self-promotion. Then you always want to include some sort of examples of your own work. So if you don't have a site, attach a couple of your last images. If you've only ever taken one photo, attach that one photo. Okay, so uh, so you either attach the photo or send a link to your Flickr, Instagram, Facebook page. Uh, put your contact number in, and in the template, Val. See, let's see if you get this. I put my phone number is eight six seven five three zero nine. Recognize that. Oh. Don't you know that song? Oh. Eight, six, seven, five, three. <laughs> this is oh my song. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that was just for my personal entertainment. Um, okay, thanks. And then uh, you describe the type of images I would like to take are, and then so you've obviously you would have a, a, a style of shot that you want to shoot, and so for that I will just uh, take inspiration from the internet and, and upload photos of the kind of shoot that I want to do. So if it's like a, just a clean commercial style that you want to do, then post those sorts of photos. If it's a, like an arty uh, sort of shoot uh, as a nod to a, a photographer that you love, then post those photos so that they get an idea of what you want to do. And then um, mention the location that you want to shoot in uh, and uh, and supply all the details of what they need to do and hopefully uh, someone will get back to you. Uh, and the other thing that you also want to know um, – uh, so uh, you always like I, I, I recommend that you invite people to shoot in a public sp space because it's like they're coming to you and they don't know who you are. So rather than saying, you know, be shooting at three in the morning in this lonely park, I mean, which is that's kind of obvious, but just make it as easy and as safe as possible for whoever you're approaching. Um, so you mentioned the time and the day that you want to shoot and um, also mentioned that, you know, you've, you've organised uh, hair and makeup artists, which I'm about to tell you how to do that, to be on set on the day. And, um, and then also encourage them to uh, offer their suggestions for something that they might want for themselves so that you can uh, work together on, on their ideas. And Gina mentioned that you should 
put links to either your folio or examples of things that you have shot before. And in fact, some places will make that a requirement, like in the Facebook group that I just mentioned, the Melbourne Models, Photographers, Makeup Artists and so on, one of the rules is uh, it says all casting calls made need to have a link to your portfolio or page or previous work or link to other creative involved. It is only fair for those applying to for your casting to be able to ascertain what they will be getting in return. Castings that fail to meet this prerequisite will be deleted. Right. So, yeah, very important. Yep, exactly. Great. Let's move on to hair and makeup then because now we've got the model. Yeah. We want them to look good with hair and makeup. Yeah, so basically uh, the first port of call is you uh, approach hair salons. So if you've got a hairdresser that you've got a good relationship with, um, that would be my first port of call, asking them. Um, I'm doing a, a, a photo shoot on Sunday. Would you be interested in coming and doing uh, hair for me? And would you know someone who might be interested in doing makeup, you know? And sometimes uh, you'll get a yes. It's like, yes, my cousin is also wants to be a makeup artist. We'll come together and do that. That can work. Um, and, and so you can... Uh, work on something together because they might have ideas of their own that they want to do. The other really good one, Val, is approaching hair and makeup colleges in your area and that you'll always get someone because they're looking for people to practice on and they actually need to get industry experience. So any opportunity to do a shoot, they're going to love it. So you can get lots of available. Let's say you do approach, uh, you know, a college or, yep. you know, someone's cousin. Um, I know they're doing it for practice or for experience, but how do you think is best to brief a makeup artist? Because I know that I have been on the receiving end, as in I have been made up mm. by, in certain situations by people who are new, by hair and makeup artists who yep. have a, a little bit of experience. But the reason that they're there is because of in a situation is in a, is because of a similar situation as what you've been describing. Somebody yep. has you know called a college or you know yep. said, "Can you do it to get some practice?" And I haven't been very happy with the results at all. And it's yep. not that I'm extremely picky. You know, I just know that when I'm dealing with a experienced hair and makeup artist. Mm. I look at myself and I go, wow, they've done a great job. Oh, my yes. goodness. Yeah. So how do you brief the newbies in this, you know, okay. in this space? Because unlike a model who you can direct, you're not really directing the hair and makeup artist, are you? Okay. Yeah, so I think when it comes to hair and makeup for uh, shoots to build your portfolio, when you're starting out, stick to stuff that's going to be easy and comfortable to, to do. So, like, if if hair and makeup is something that you're into and you know a lot about and you're experienced and it's going to be easy to brief uh, a hair and makeup artist. But, like, even with, you know, however many, 25, 30 years that I've been shooting, Val, I, I, I won't brief a makeup artist because I really don't know enough about it <laughs> to feel confident, right? I leave it up to them. I'll, I'll know a style. I'll show them photos, but I'm never going to tell them what to do because, like, they know what to do. But keep it safe and keep it simple. So have lots and lots of photo references. So I think when you're starting out for folio, keep the makeup really neutral and natural. I think that's the best way to do it. So if you, you know, shooting younger models, you want to keep them looking fresh and natural and, uh, and, the, and, and the makeup as clean and simple as possible. All that avant-garde stuff 
you know, the crazy kooky makeup and, and silly hair. Um, I think leave that to uh, down the track when you're more confident with your lighting, posing and directing because that's a whole other world again. Um, and so if you're starting out, you're using um, newbies, keep it simple, I would say, or keep it to like, you know, there's nothing wrong with say you want to do a 50s um, theme shoot. Right then you're going to have really distinct, you know, 50s hair has a really distinct look to it, yes. right? And so and, and so does the makeup and the whole colour palette. So you can you can um, pull, pull photos up to show and, and you can say, just copy this exactly. Right. So that's basically how I would do it. Okay. But steer clear of the really avant-garde stuff because it can get you into trouble. All right, so then moving on from hair and makeup artists onto actual stylists, as yep. in the people who style the clothes, and sometimes, yep. you know, they might style a location with some furniture, furniture or props or whatever, but yep. predominantly the people who style the clothes. Can yep. you get free stylists? Yes, you can. So same as uh, with the models and hair and makeup artists. And I think when you find a stylist that you're happy with them, hold on to them because they're worth their weight in gold. They're actually mm. very difficult to find. It's difficult to find a good one. And uh, stylists actually have to do a lot of work for a shoot. So oh, yeah, keep that in mind. They do probably more work than, than anyone in terms of sourcing, being there on the day, and then they have to return all the clothes. So uh, the websites that I describe, like Model Mayhem, have stylists on there so you could post an ad saying I'm looking for a stylist for this particular day and that they like you want to get um, shots for their folio so uh, and then they might come in and have ideas of their own uh, for something that they want to do so you collaborate with them so if you can find one through that avenue and again just um, asking through your friends uh, and that whole network do you know any stylist that's that's a start Failing that, Val, because th these are difficult to find. Yeah. Uh, styling uh, when in the early days and when I was doing model, I, I did a lot of models test shoots early on. I was doing a lot of the, st the styling was all done by me. So that's basically having a chat to the model and um, uh, asking them what they own and, and, and getting them to bring along uh, a selection of clothing and putting outfits together for, for them. So um, tricky to do if it's something that's like sort of not in your experience, but mm. just, just as a guideline, keep it really simple and classic. So A, so you don't, there's not too much to mess around with and B, so the shots uh, have uh, lo longevity because yeah. if you're doing something that's like, what is in fashion today? I don't know. Just like, I think everything, but if it was like a really distinct. Those poo catcher pants. Poo catcher pants. I yes. love those pants. <laughs> They're my plain pants. They're in fashion today. Are they? I've had mine for a few years. Really? Yeah. I'm obviously very behind the times. Are you? They're so comfortable, okay. but you can so easily, uh, you know, the weight sneaks up because you don't notice that four jars of Nutella, <laughs> you're wearing those pants all week and then you got to put your jeans back on and you can't zip them up. Okay. That's the danger of those. Um, so just avoid something that's really absolutely trendy of the moment because it's your, your photo is going to look dated in a year. So keep it classic, like jeans and white T-shirts can't go wrong. 
mm. you know, that works through there. Uh, certain certain styles of, of suits like single button always looks good um, and, and, and keep it really simple. And then as a photographer over the years, I've sort of collected uh, key pieces that I can bring in and use yeah. in the shoots as well. So stuff like um, harder to find now, but old leather suitcases. Like, you know, if you're a, a, a portrait photographer, uh, photographing children, you stack a couple of those old leather suitcases um, down on the ground and you sit the child on the top. Beautiful, beautiful um, shot to use. Uh, so there's your shot styled. Things like bikes. You know I collect bikes, Val. Yeah. So in the back of the shot. And uh, hats, sunglasses, all the stuff that you see in flea markets things like that that you can buy cheaply and even little um, uh, retro dresses, just start collecting them and, and having them in, in, um, in, in your kit. I've also approached vintage stores as well uh, and, and use those for, for Contra to say, like, can I borrow these? I'll let you use the shots for your website. Yeah. As well. And, of course, so, remember that if you do collect dresses and stuff like that, it doesn't matter if they don't fit exactly because you can just – you know, use bulldog clips yeah. or, or to, to tighten things and you don't you're not always shooting for length, so it doesn't matter if they don't fit. You can if it's too small for somebody, leave it unzipped at the back. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yep. 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 So uh Val, my next thing I want to talk about is um how to make models feel safer when you're shooting with them. And this huh. is uh I think but particularly for some of the guys that are listening. Uh so you know, if you're a forty or fifty year old male and you're approaching uh sixteen, seventeen, eighteen year old uh models, that some some of them are going to you know, just be uncertain so you, you want to really put their mind at ease so I think the thing that I suggest uh, is that you uh, have a female on set with you so you might want to have a female assistant and that could be you know one of your best friends is going to come and help out on the day or even make sure that the makeup artist is a female so it just makes the, the girl feel just a bit more comfortable and, and safer you know as, I'm, I'm, I'm no, as, as soon as she's met you then it's all going to be cool but it's just a good way just to keep the energy just feeling like she feels safer True. always pick a public location to shoot in um and always you always want to be shooting in daylight and then you know always offer to uh have, have the girl bring a friend along or or a parent um you know if she's underage just so she she feels more comfortable yeah great advice all right so um in terms of like Sometimes you, you really need to test the waters when you, you're getting teams together because you can you can get people that, like, they just end up being a nightmare to work with, Val. Oh, we, we all have yes. those stories. So <laughs> um, the first thing I, I, I always recommend people do is um, ask lots of questions and check the portfolios. Now, I had a makeup artist recommended to me only last year, Val, by someone who I respect who said that the, this particular makeup artist had done some great work for them. And so I got her on set. Uh, I didn't even look at her folio. I just took him on his word. And uh, she came in and um, just I hated her work. Oh, just no. Like, because her work, her specialty was something else and I was asking for something completely different. Oh. And uh, what I got on the day I couldn't even use because oh, it wasn't yeah. her specialty. So complete disaster. So what happened in that situation? What did you have to reshoot or what happened? 
I had to reshoot and I reshot with someone else, but oh. it's like, you know, and it happened uh, recently with a, a stylist as well who had been recommended, uh, did a great job the first time, second time around, ruined the entire shoot. And so the whole thing had to be reshot at great expense to the magazine. So I, how, how does, I, how do they ruin the entire shoot? How does that? The stylist got the styling so wrong and um. so like didn't follow the brief it just like Val the wrong pants the wrong the wrong lipstick has ruined a cover the wrong you know you just need to be really careful um and and uh you know but that's that that happens at the top level as well so um yeah I used to work with a stylist who at a fashion magazines who um the the theme was monochromatic for the the fashion spread and he had most of the pieces were monochromatic, but he had one um, designer dress that he had in green. It wasn't mm. mono, it wasn't you know a neutral color, which the rest mm. of the stuff was. But he shot it anyway, and he said to the designer after it came back, like she goes, "This is a green dress." He yeah. goes, "Just Photoshop it." Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Not possible. Not for a whole dress. So I think I think before you commit to spending a day with a group of people, like if you've got time, have a coffee with them. Yeah. You can tell a lot about someone just by having coffee with them, you know, what they're yeah. like, if they're drama queens, how they order their coffee, Val. Mm. If it's too, too much goes into the order, you get, know that they might, potentially might be difficult. And then how mm. they treat people who uh, can't do anything for them. So how do they speak to the waiters mm. and everything like that is going to give you an indication of what they're going to be like on the day. And trust your gut, I think. Yep. Yep. Okay, so I'm loving free stuff. What other free stuff can I get? All right, so education sites, Val. One of my favourites oh, yes. is Creative Live. Have you seen this? Uh, I Trace have. Jarvis's site, fantastic. Yes. So what he does is it's kind of um, uh, I forget what the model's called, where you uh, they while the while the workshop is happening live, you watch live for free. Live, live streaming, <laughs> free no, live streaming. No, there's a, there's a name for the, this model of um, doing stuff, and okay. uh, I, I I I I hoped you'd know it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Sounds like free live streaming to me. <laughs> so, so while it's happening live, you can uh, log on and stream yes. and watch, and then after the fact, you can then buy it and keep the whole workshop for yourself. And he has some amazing photo. It's not just photographers; you can learn anything through Creative Live. Um, and so, I recommend everyone. I've seen some fantastic seminars. It's just uh, you've just got to make sure that you're around while it's on to be able to watch it but mm. they generally repeat um them once or twice so yeah well 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 worth uh checking out the other one uh that i love uh is strobist because uh um his surname is hobby and uh first name is, has escaped me but his website i've put a link there uh amazing uh great resources, bit of MacGyvering. He loves to MacGyver and he's mostly talks about lighting um, on a budget using speed lights is, is his thing and uh, lots and lots of examples and lots of uh, great uh, blog posts there to learn from. And finally, I, I can't not talk about digital photography school. Some really good writers there, Val. Really? I hear there's one called Gina Militia. <laughs> <laughs> and so they post every 
day, a couple of times a day, I believe, and there's always, always great stuff, and it's from um, uh, retouching all the way through to uh, lighting and all sorts of stuff that you would never even uh, think about doing, but I've learned so much there, so so that's a, right. a, a great site. Um, and we'll put all these links in the show notes. The other one that's really, really good, and it's an area that, like, I pretty much, you know, don't know a, a lot about, is a there's a photographer and lawyer by the name of Rachel Brenke who's got the Law Tog, which is a website, and she shares uh, like amazing blogs all about all things uh, law and photography. So really, yeah, and she also has. Um, now, you sort of got to be careful with these. She's got like uh, all these templates that you can download for free um, as well that you can use, like legal agreements and things like that, mm. but sort of just check them out that they uh, apply to the laws of your own country. But it just just the advice, and you can just go there and read her blogs and you just feel better because, you know, occasionally stuff happens like, you know, people don't like your photos and then they're threatening to sue and things like that. Uh, and uh, she has stories like that and and what to do in these cases. Really great website to go and read. And, and, and Yeah, so yeah. this is, I'm just going to it now, it is a fantastic website. It is particularly fantastic for our, all of our US listeners. Yeah. Um, it's thelawtog.com yeah. and it is, you know, stuff to do with copyright. It's got stuff about contracts, you know, whether you, do parents need to come to, uh, do parents have to legally come to a senior photography session? Uh, very, very interesting because for some reason people are always asking me questions about uh, copyright and mm. and photography and whether they can use certain images on their blog. So I'm going to study this website. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good resource. Yeah, good, mm. great stuff. Um, the other one that I use all the time, which is actually just such a, a time trap as well, so be careful, go mm. in cautiously, but it's beautiful – Pinterest. So mm. when I'm briefing, um, when I'm working with clients and, and we'll be talking about concepts and I don't actually have images, I've got the images in my head, but I don't actually have any in my folio that I can show uh, the client like a storyboard, which a storyboard is basically right. a whole series of photos uh, that, that, that capture the mood and the vibe of what I'm going for. I go to Pinterest. Right. right. And, and, and what I do is I'll actually uh, create a board that I can then share with the client. So say I'm doing a lifestyle shoot, I want a particular Parisian theme, I will then put those uh, words into Pinterest and come up with all these, uh, you know, cafe style photos that I've seen and just pull out all the ones that, uh, you know, uh, support the theme that I'm going for, put them right. on a board and uh, send the client the link and there it is. And then also as I'm going along, I just have like different boards that I collect stuff. I've got my bike board. I've got, <laughs> you know, all the, I've got one for Fiat 500. I've got a MacGyver board and, uh, you know, that's how I, that's how I uh, collect inspiration. It's beautiful. It's, and are it's, you Gina Militia on Pinterest? Yes. I don't okay. have many friends there, so come and join me. But, <laughs> yeah, but it's like, seriously, I pin bikes, Fiat 500s. I've got cafe porn, I think, and, uh, and artists who inspire me. That's great. I don't, I'm not even following you. I'm going to follow you now. All oh, right. <laughs> no, 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 not all I have. I, I really I use them to share um, ideas with clients. It's very, very really handy stuff, and there's just such such, such great uh, content on there. And even if you're looking for um, blogs on photography, it's all in there. Yep, fantastic. Mm. Okay, 
what else? Now, I we I understand that, um, well, regular listeners will know that Gina sometimes gives away her own Lightroom presets and mm. they're free. Uh, you need to, to get them, you need to be on Gina's newsletter list and um, you can do that at ginamilitia.com. But I understand there are other places to get light, free Lightroom presets apart from you. Yeah, so uh, in the show notes, I've put a link to Contrastly's uh, blog, uh, and they've listed 25 uh, free Adobe Lightroom presets. So right. there's a whole, a whole series of ones. And so these are great. Just download them and use them as a base. And as when you get mine, um, put them in and then use that as a starting point and you can see what I've done and then you tweak it and make it your own to suit your particular lighting style. But there are just a great way. There's aged black and white presets. There's uh, grungy ones. There's vintage presets. Uh, they're fantastic. Okay. There's one coming out. I'm going to do another one shortly, Val. For what? For, to share with the listeners. But what kind of presets. look? Oh, I'm doing my party presets. Oh, what do you mean? Party. Party lovers. What what do you mean, so, like so, so that you can use uh, when you do events and functions? Oh wow, fantastic! Yeah, you can use these presets. Yeah, so so okay. there's like there's lots and lots and lots of great ones in so there. So, so many free things. Have you got more free things for us? <laughs> yeah, so I've got another one, uh, creative blog for Photoshop Actions. So Photoshop Actions save so much time um, as well. So they're, they're, they're worth, uh, worth checking out. Mm. Uh, lots and lots of uh, different actions just to like infrared, teeth whitening action. Um, oh, cool. Making uh, your colours look like uh, it's a film from the 1970s, hazy afternoon action, you know, vintage light leaks, uh, Lomo photography, retro. And you can just download these for free. Just take them for free. Fantastic. We'll put Bright the link eyes, in the show notes. Okay. Yeah, so that's compliments of creative, uh, creative blog. Yeah, as, as in B L O. Q block yeah, creative block block. block yeah and there's there's fifty of them to choose yeah, from yeah, so yeah. it's it's a great resource go to it and um and I think finally our last lot of free stuff is locations now locations. this is this is a interesting one because one thing I quite love is finding is going with you to these random locations that you found mm. and and some some of them are just absolutely amazing so do go on. So if you're a student, uh, many heritage-listed sites uh, will let you shoot at very uh, discounted rates, like not, not a lot of money. So use the student card and ask the question. Um, the other one is if you ever see a cool place, like I've approached barbershops, I've approached uh, retro cafes, um, anything that strikes my houses I've seen, I will just pull up, knock on the door, can I do a shoot here? Mm. I'll photos for you. Now, and today it's so easy because everyone's got a website, Val, and everyone needs more content for the site. So, you know, just uh, turn up and ask and um, you'll often get the answer, yes, that you can can shoot here and, yes, we'll let you use, you It's know, like that um, 
that that 70 year old lady i think in richmond or brunswick or something with this rundown old house in melbourne uh she got a knock on the door from beyonce's people and beyonce beyonce in a swimsuit just right at her front door you know became a shot that was spread all over the world Fantastic. Yeah. How'd you be? I know. What's Beyonce? Yeah, Beyonce looking amazing in a swimsuit, just with a hand in between, um, you know, just the entrance of this front door of this old dilapidated house uh, in Melbourne. And it's this the old lady got on the news the next day. Oh, I don't What's know that? who Beyonce is. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. So there you go, Val. Free stuff. Love it. Love free stuff. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode. What have you got going on this week? Oh, so I'm shooting every day. So just yep. uh, busy. I've got corporate stuff. I've got a cover shoot to do. Um, and I, yeah, corporate and cover, CC. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, I'll be attempting to do my morning pages in the morning and then I'll be attempting to catch up because, you know, I've been on the road and so a lot of stuff falls by the wayside and then I'm on the road again. <laughs> next. So I need to get organised to get on the road again and, uh, and then I'll be hopefully back and staying put for a little while. Awesome. Yeah, fantastic. But uh, if you would like to join Gina's newsletter, go to ginamilitia.com. That's M-I-L-I-C-I-A. Or you can connect with us on social media. The best place to do it is the Facebook group. So you want to be a photographer podcast community is what you need to search for on Facebook. And we're always in there and there's awesome people in there. Big shout mm. out to all of the fabulous people in the Facebook group. Or you can tweet us at, uh, I'm at Valerie Koo and Gina. At Gina Militia, M-I-L-I-C-I-A. Awesome. Mm. Uh, until next week, we look forward to chatting to you then. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com. <laughs>